0: For go-getters and just going to betters, it's the pre-W. Smith show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right, you know, uh, a lot of challenges as we know in businesses, poor businesses these days. Boy, it's uh, you know, it's always a tough environment having a business and making it go. But certainly, sometimes easier than others. This time, testing the metal of the best of us. One of the areas of great challenge is keeping our teams together, keeping people on the team, keeping them from that, you know, quiet quitting phenomenon that we uh, covered earlier and that's in the news everywhere now these days. People, that means, you know, people just showing up, but not really showing up, just hitting the minimum threshold of effort, but uh, doing no more than that. Well, another big thing we have to face as leaders of a company is this hybrid work thing. The You know, the labor force these days, our team members, they've got some leverage you know, we don't want to lose them. We don't want to have to replace them. We don't have to go out and do a job search and retrain our people down the road. So you want to keep them. But one of the demands for people who want to stay is we want at least some form of hybrid work environment, meaning working part-time from home, part-time in the office. But one thing that's come up recently there's all these new kind of challenges emerging. And one of these additional challenges is in a lot of companies, bosses, leaders, CEOs are saying, you guys need to be in the office, you know, whatever it is, three days a week, four days a week, maybe five days a week, whatever it is. But the boss isn't showing up. So you kind of have this double standard of a demand that if you want to work for our company, you've got to be in office. Here's our our set of rules. Here's the, you got to be in the office, you know, this number of days during a given week. But the boss isn't treated the same way. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right at all. It doesn't seem like that's going to work. At all. Well, Ronnie Mola, senior correspondent for Recode, she published an article in Vox on the subject. She's bringing it to us. Ronnie.
1: Well, this article is about the latest um, inequality between bosses and their employees. You have a lot of executives, bosses, managers calling people back to the office. You know, And I'm talking about office workers, people who are able to work on a computer, are all of a sudden, after two plus years of successfully working from home, their bosses want them back seems sort of straightforward. Everyone's very upset about it. They're like, weren't we really productive all along? Blah, blah, blah. But the extra element here is that bosses aren't really working from the office. 80% of executive positions, and this is like, you know, the higher ups, this is directors, vice presidents, C-suite are now available remotely. Meanwhile, Something like more than half of managers and executives want their office workers in five days a week. So it just feels incredibly unfair and people are very upset about it.
0: Yeah, do as I say, not as I do, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's not exactly. right.
0: You know, in the the old classic lead by example, you would think that uh, if a boss wants to get the best out of his or her employees, you got to be right there in lockstep, arm in arm, you know, with a similar and fair and comparable kind of treatment and expectations with respect to... The work environment and the work, uh, you know, as I say, expectations. So, what is the net effect of all of this?
1: Well, um, you know, as I said, people are getting angry and they're doing one of two things. A lot of People who, you know, really want to work remotely are not coming in as often as they're told to. Maybe their boss is saying, come in four days a week or three days a week, and these people are coming in two or one. They're kind of, you know, just seeing how far they could push. And a lot of people I talked to were like, okay, if they make me come in five days a week or even four or three, you know, I'm just going to find another job or I'm already looking for another job. So... You have this happening amid the great resignation when a lot of people have been more readily quitting their jobs, but you also have an upcoming recession potentially. So it's a little bit of this like stalemate, you know, bosses who really want this are saying, you know, the economy is bad. Maybe people won't quit. And everyone else is saying, well, you know, the unemployment rate is still really low and there's a lot of open jobs out there. I'm going to quit.
0: Right. In fact, that's right. That's a major factor. The job market is remaining strong, kind of paradoxically, some would say.
1: Yeah, people call it a job full recession.
0: <laughs> a job full recession, right? Those things typically don't go hand in hand. And instead, right. we even learned that instead of laying people off, some companies are thinking of even labor hoarding, doing all they can to keep their employees. And of course, all that inures, all that benefits the employees in this equation and gives them more leverage and more power. And who needs mm-hmm. to take it? Listen, you want me to come into work and you're not going to come into work? My boss, my leader, no, I'm not having it. And uh, it's a factor.
1: Yeah, and and you could also say like you know things were never fair. It's not like your boss was always treated the same as you. Even before the pandemic, it was something like 25% of these executive roles were available remotely while everyone else, you know, that was in the single digits. And, you know, they get paid more, they have more flexibility, they have more power. You could argue like they deserve it. They've been there a longer time. You know, they're in charge of the company. But it does, this does feel especially like icky and the optics are not good, especially when bosses don't really have the same life situations that their employees might have. You know, say... If you want to give like a downtown, for example, in a lot of cities, that's the most expensive place to live. A boss might be able to afford to live nearby, and you know, just walk in. And then, at least in New York City, the situation is like, okay, the boss can afford to live in Manhattan. It might be even nice to walk into the office, maybe take an Uber or a black car. And you have people with kids trying to drop them off at daycare and commuting two hours each way from the suburbs in New Jersey, and that's just that just feels really horrible.
0: Indeed, and you know, I think this is important guidance for those leading companies because. Look, if you do want to keep your most valuable asset, your your teams intact, so you don't have to retrain new people coming in and take the time and loss of productivity and the cost associated with all that, you better make sure you really understand what irks your employees these days, and on the other side, what works for them. And this is one of those things that falls into the category. You know, it just doesn't work. So, if you want to keep those team members on the team, you better make sure you do as you're asking them to do, and that things are comparable across the requirements in the company.
1: Yeah. And I'd go, um, so far as to like question boss's premise here. You know, there's a survey from Fiverr I include where they surveyed all sorts of managers and executives. And I was like, why do you want people back in the office full time? And the reasons were, you know, it's easier to use the technology, you know, the printer's here, our software's here. And you could say, well, weren't we doing this for two years? Didn't we figure it out? Another reason they're saying is that people are more motivated when they're monitored by upper management. That just feels really like. gross. (laughs) And um, and they also say, you know, people take shorter breaks. They also are like, we have an office, we might as well use it. We paid for this real estate. But I'd also argue that even if they were, were saying things that they think are valid, like people are more productive or collaborative, that's just been proven to be kind of untrue. I think there is this sort of fear, and maybe this is because of the, you know, coming recession, people are belt tightening, they're worrying, they're saying like, you know, how do we do a good job? There's this tendency for these executives to want to fall back on what they know. And that was, you know, two and a half years ago. And I don't think what they know is accurate any longer.
0: Right. Ronnie Molla, senior correspondent for Recode. Thank you so much for uh, bringing our awareness to this. It's important. It's interesting. And, you know, the paradox, again, is the whole paradox of the labor today and uh, the interrelationship between companies and those that are employed and where this is all going. It's unique. It's distinct. It's uh, certainly of the times. That's for sure. We appreciate you. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks for having me. Okay, back with more in a minute right here on the Pre. W. Smith Show.